let's just let's <laughs> i'm ready to go bang recording in progress thank you welcome to straight red card uh yeah a brett kind of that was a sneak attack there um premature sure re- recording sorry record recordation yes <laughs> Uh, make sure you like, subscribe, share it, and ring the uh, Gary Busey bell. And uh, when you do that, there's only good things that can happen after that. We have a lot uh, of Gary Busey fans in our, our famous. I had no idea. I told you that Buddy Holly movie was good. <laughs> <laughs> he's good. He's he's a yeah. I mean, he was. I don't know what he does now. I haven't seen him in anything for a long time, but he was a really good actor at one point. So. Uh, yeah, he, just, uh, he got a little crazy towards the end there. That's what I hear. I mean, I don't know. Speaking of a little crazy. So last night I got this massive like snack craze that just hit me. And I had n- I have no sweets in my house. And that is for a reason, right? Because um, I don't want to give myself the opportunity to eat them. Um, but I'm like, fuck it. No, I got to have something sweet. So I got the I have Ritz crackers. Well, that's not going to do it. But what if I make a caramel and dip the Ritz crackers in them, put them on parchment paper, and then what do I have that I can do with chocolate, right? I wasn't sure. So I made the caramel. That was like a half a cup of sugar, three teaspoons of butter. Um, and, and after you melt the, the sugar down in the pan, you got to melt mm-hmm. the sugar down. Then you add the butter. Then you add the fourth cup of cream. It turns into caramel. Easy dip the crackers in them brisk crackers okay now what i gotta get some chocolate on there too so i found the only chocolate i had in the whole house was which was nutella chocolate and so i put some nutella in, in a pan nutella yeah in quotes he's a chocolate in quotes it there is a chocolate nutella i know i know nutella's okay and i put a little butter in it with it and melted it down and then i just drizzled stripes on those dipped caramel ritz crackers then put a little fucking coarse sea salt on top. And then I put them in the fridge and let them sit for an hour. And I was dying. I, I want to eat them right away. Dude, awesome shit. I recommend this recipe. Hmm. Yes. Try it whenever. Well, you know, listen, I bought cookies at Kroger. They all suck. Have you ever bought? Have you bought any cookies recently? Even the name brands? They're all awful. They taste like shit. I, I, I've actually been getting into the uh, the Kroger brand uh, cookies. Like uh, what? Just before the kids and stuff. I don't know what the fuck their name. Uh, it's, it's, it's the cookie with like the chocolate bottom and then like the drizzled chocolate top. Um, I don't like know what they're, It's like a fudge, like a, a copy of the Keebler thing. To an extent, yeah. Yeah, those aren't too bad. But I mean, they're, 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 they're cheap, generic store brand cookies. They're not going to be phenomenal by any means, but... They keep the kids quiet from time to time, and uh, you know, after a couple bevs, I mean, they, really... they all get appetizing. Which I, I stand firm with what you said earlier. I would prefer to have no sweets in this fucking house because if they're in the house, I'm going to eat it. I know, and then you get fat. It's sure. like the <laughs> only—I mean, one of the only brands I totally reject ever buying is Petrid Farm because mm-hmm. everything they make is good, and I don't want Petrid Farm in my house because I'll just eat the whole fucking bag. Nom nom. Yeah. So anyhow, that's enough about our issues with sweets. Um, let's get on to this spectacular one nothing victory by the United States over Bosnia and Herzegovina. And uh, I guess Brett, my first feeling, I know a lot of people had this sinking feeling, too, and but others didn't. 
was that this was the same sort of pattern of play we saw saw when Greg first started where the players all seemed sort of constipated and suffocated and no one was willing to take a chance and make a, you know, an amazing move or run or pass or whatever. I mean, some guys tried it to their own detriment, but it was just, um, it looked like old Greg shit and it, the players looked like they all had sticks stuffed up their ass and the sticks were being handled by Berhalter. You had, you had zero creativity in the midfield. I mean, Acosta rolled on and Cardoso. It's just and I told zero did I creativity. Not, did I not tell you Acosta and rolled on if they're going to be there? We're starting, and not, I was right. Hmm. They are. They did. They played. They started. Yeah. I know you were good for you. You were in denial. Good for you. That's my <laughs> my best uh, impersonation. What's this no? I, I well, I get, I get it. I'm just oh, yeah. I'm pointing it out because I think a lot of people were hopeful that other people would get a chance because we'd seen enough and thank God legit wasn't there as well or else we may not have. Yeah. Or else we wouldn't have seen God knows. So so I know, I know uh, like um, Pete was, Pete was harping before the game and after the game talking about how this should have been an opportunity for us to take a look at some new fresh guys, which I a hundred percent agree. And if you remember my lineup, it was littered with a lot of these young guys. Yes, um, you had Kate. I think we both had Caden Clark as our yeah. wish list. Yeah. So it's just it's it's one of those things where Burhalter. I don't know if he wants to kind of continue this like winning mentality, winning streak. So he plays the guys who he thinks can grind out a result because all that was was a giant grind. It was literally pass the ball around the midfield, pass it back to the defense. Then you have a defender that's going to lob a forty yard ball to Morris, and he can run that down. And yeah. was, there weren't, there was no possession. I mean, there was possession. There's plenty of possession. That was a problem. There was a lot of possession and a lot of, hey, Morris, hey, you know, chase this down. And it's just, the, the some of them worked, some of them didn't. It was just constantly us getting rid of the ball. Yeah. I mean, listen, the problem here is the pattern of play becomes so, it becomes so predictable and boring after a while you're just like is this all we're gonna do all night Mm -hmm. so you know we're gonna have the center back get the ball up to the holding mid the holding mid's gonna get out wide the wide guy's gonna try to pass it down the line if that's not open he's gonna recycle it back to the center back who's gonna recycle it back to the holding mid and we're gonna start all over again rinse and repeat and then listen the side to side passing was just like okay we're just gonna do that all night and get nothing done we are so bad in the final third and listen that might come down to the players we had on the field too right when you have acosta and rolled on who was awful god awful trying to make your you know that's our creative spark yeah they're not <laughs> going to be creative sparks neither of them are Costa tried too hard Rodon didn't even try so there you go. Well, I mean, not even try to do anything spectacular. And here's the thing. I mean, uh, Acosta's best games have been when he was playing as the six. And it's not requiring him to do a lot. He he, he disrupts the play and he distributes out. And that's what he's he, he's expected to do. When he's actually in that eight position, he's expected not only to be able to do that defensive side of the game, but also be a kind of a creative spark. It, it's, it's hit or miss. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's really bad. And with, with rolled on, I mean, God, he was a fucking ghost for like the first half of the game. 
except when he was losing the ball. Yeah, when he was losing the ball, yeah. Passing, I mean, passing it back to the uh, Bosnian uh, attackers, uh, creating two-on-twos, you know. <laughs> I mean, if if I were rolled on, I would have buried my face in the locker after that mm. game. That was a repulsive yeah. game. A horribly played game by him. At least Acosta gave his usual balls-out effort. Yeah. Old. Uh, rolled on was a ghost. Throw in Caden Clark now, please. Yeah. Anybody. Throw, I don't care who you well, throw out. Throw somebody out. Booth. Put Taylor Booth there. Jesus Christ. He well, just Burholder Burholder came out and stated that this game was not going to be approached as a willy-nilly just throwing guys in to, to use their subs. He ended up uh, using all six subs. But I mean, looking at the subs, you still got to question some things. Well, and here's the thing to Heath Pierce. Hey, Heath. Uh, on, on the show today, you were saying that he should have just exchanged all 10 or even 11 subs. Dude, there weren't 11 subs. It was limited to six subs. So he couldn't have brought in a whole new 11 at half. So is it limited to six subs or is it still that meant that, that thought process that you have three sub um, windows you can make and you can make up to X amount of players? I don't know. All I can tell you is that I heard and read it was a six sub agreement between Bosnia and uh, the United States for this friendly. Cause you know, when you make a friendly, you can say, okay, yeah, the agreement is everyone can bring in eight or everyone can bring in 10. Like there's no real rules. You make the rules on subs mm-hmm. uh, during a friendly. So, you know, if there were 10, obviously neither team used 10, they were both used six. So it just seems to me that's probably what the limit was six. Yeah. Um, so, but even if that's the case, um, we didn't see, we saw players we already knew everything about. All right. I mean, we didn't need to see any more Acosta nope. or rolled on, but nope. I told you as soon as they're going to be there. So that's why they shouldn't even have been there. Sure. I mean, I, I don't want Zimmerman is a veteran. He can lead the team. He doesn't need rolled on and, and Acosta hold up each one of his butt cheeks as he, bec- he's the captain. He's the captain. I think that he could exude the experience necessary or, you know, you bring rolled in, rolled on in, in plain clothes and say, rolled on, we don't want you to be a part of this camp as a player, but if you would come and help us coach, that would well, be great. And be so an assistant. Pete, you know? uh, Pete had a great comment to that too, though, because he's like, he talks about how like, you constantly hear like, oh, we need to bring these veteran players in to help enforce the, the system, teach the system. But when you have players that can't execute the system, how the hell are they going to teach it? And they're going to mentor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like, so th- th- this, there was a, there was a missed opportunity. Cause I feel like, I feel like uh Berhalter still could have came out with somewhat of a relative, relatively veteran lineup, but just made a couple of changes and you could have seen, uh, a little bit improvement again just having a more creative spark in the midfield over a an acosta or a rolled on either one really uh yeah it's just just that change right there would have made a massive difference yeah and in and so the greg interview post game you know um no one even asked him a single in question about hey why no taylor why no caden well, clark why no Che? Why no trusty? Um, you know, no one asked him any of those questions. In fact, the ESPN lady, her question was, hey, this is the most wins ever in a year 
for a U.S. men's national team. And by the way, can you speak on all the highs you experienced this year? Speak on all the highs? Is that what you want as a journalist? We all watch the highs. We watch them. We watch them win the Gold Cup. Did you not pay attention? Yes, it was fantastic. We, you know, this whole thing about the most wins, too, is a meaningless number. I mean, it's nice and all that. But Jesus, for, for, the, for those who for those who didn't pay attention to the pregame or to the uh, postgame um, conference, uh, there were uh, U.S. has won 17 games this year, which is the record. We have Great. 12. We have 12. Uh, um, what was it? 12 clean sheets? No, no, sorry. Uh, 12 sh- um, shit. Can't even read my own, own hand. 12 shits. 12 shits. <laughs> uh, 12 clean sheets or something like that. I think I don't know what the fuck that is. I, it doesn't the matter. Goal differential record, all this, all this it stuff. It's a great, great, you know, that's fabulous. Prop, yes. Props to Burhalter for getting the results, whether or not it's warranted. He's had a hell of a, he's had a hell of a year or two here. Um, Congratulations. But, ulti- but ultimately, most of those wins, we saw them in the Gold Cup. We saw them in the friendlies before uh, Nations League and everything, were, were games like this where it was just, Kind of a grind. There were some good things, but a lot of bad things. And then we managed to get a goal. Yeah, and, and let's be clear about what the grind was against in some of these games. The grind was against teams that weren't very good. And the grind yesterday was against a team who was mostly inexperienced um, Bosnia-Herzegovina players from their domestic league, which is supposed to be less good than ours. And we played against them a 10 man team yep. for how long? I knew you were going to get to that. So I didn't want to cut you off, but I had it ready. Yeah. Down, down a man for an entire half. And the sad thing wasn't Berhold even talked about in the suppressor. We looked, we looked a lot better when they had the 11 men for whatever reason, our, oh, our well, energy and our level just dropped. What was his half. excuse? What was, Berhalter's excuse during the interview. They got a he's, red card. <laughs> I don't know. No, he said, Oh, I really wish they wouldn't have got a red card because after that they dropped into a five. Oh, three, that's right. Three, yep. one. Oh, cry me a river. Then figure out how to break down a five three one, you fucking well, idiot. Yeah. So so start making changes. You know what's not going to work against a five three one? Constantly playing it out wide and lobbing it into the box because there's going to be significantly more players in there. How about you try to work it back to the center and shoot from outside the box for a change? Well, you can't really work it back to the center when a guy like fucking Acosta <laughs> is going to shoot it 30 yards up into the Woo. fucking crowd every Which time. Which is sad because that's that, one of the weird things is that's one of his bread and butters. You know, those long distance shots, he can really connect. And then sometimes he doesn't connect as we saw yesterday. Right. But, but yeah, that, that you have to make that change. So if, if you realize that they, they went to a much more defensive shell, Quit doing what you were doing in the first half. In the first half, it was kind of working. We had the opportunities. Pepe missed a glaring opportunity yep. two yards out away from the goal. Um, that should uh, have been goalkeeper, one nothing. The goalkeeper stopped Morris's diving header, which was which uh, which a beautiful header. Should have been Great two nothing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the chances were there. We had them. We didn't capitalize. We went up a man. They went into the defensive shelf, and we kept trying to fit a square peg into a round hole. It just and if, wasn't working at that point. Make the tactical change. Yes. So, you know, if this game had ended 2 nothing or 3 nothing USA, I don't think we could be as critical as we are right, right now. And frankly, it could have been 2-0. But, the, but, I mean, we could have said, yeah, we looked 
horrible, but I guess we won 3-0. Whatever. Here, yeah. we look horrible, and we won 1-0. Against a, in the 89th minute. <laughs> a crummy, <laughs> horrible team that is basically down to 10 players for most of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this was ridiculous. And then, <sighs> so, the thing about this is that Greg talked about in his interview about this grit and determination whatever dude i guess i saw a lot of activity and a lot of movement equaling nothing you know going nowhere um so that becomes on you and that's also on the players too don't get me wrong nobody stood up except for morris in this game and said i'm gonna assert myself and take on people no one else did it. No one. It's, it's, it's harsh on some fronts. I mean, uh, Gomez and Bassett got like eight minutes and, and uh, more or less assistance scored a goal. Yeah, I'm not tar- <laughs> talking about those subs. I'm talking about the starting 11. Yeah. All right. Those guys that were on there for 45 and some of them much longer than that just didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. They didn't try anything. They were complete wankers. They had no inclination to even try something and that's maybe because they know they can't because Acosta's not that good rolled on he's not that good uh cardosa his job was to hold so he ain't gonna do that um who's gonna do it then well, no I one's feel like, gonna do i it. feel like with like cardosa in that sense he did i thought he did a decent job cutting out the lanes and maintaining possession but the problem is, is after he does that which is nothing flashy by any means. This is the this is one problem you see with that position is that if, if 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 your name's not announced at all, you're probably doing a good thing, you know. Yeah. But so he's not. It's not. It's never going to be a flash a flashy position. Um. So and I, and he, I, thought, I thought I thought he did well ish. I thought Ferrero was fine too, but I did think uh, he he had a lot he of missed passes, man. A lot he, of like. He was in his defense, though. At least he was trying to slot the through balls. He was yeah, at least, he was trying to be a ten while also playing out wide. Yeah, he tried to force it sometimes, and yeah. then it's like you can't really ba- blame Cardoso for the ineffectualness of his passes to Acosta and <laughs> and and Roldan because they just did nothing with it when he got yeah. it to him. So, and we were so focused on playing it out wide over and over and over again it's like forcing the fucking issue nothing went down the middle absolutely nothing even when it was obvious that bosnia knew exactly what we were doing and the middle was wide open there were there were there were at least two or three chances where we had an opportunity in the middle where if you would just turn and shoot the ball or just take a touch and then shoot the ball i know pepe had one outside the 18 that he he passed it over to i think morris wide which Fine, maybe he didn't. Maybe he didn't think he had an opportunity, but there was also another issue a time with Acosta a, a couple times. But they would get the ball right around the eighteen, and then they just out wide every single time, out wide. You know, yep. just sometimes, sometimes just rip a shot. And again, we had we had a couple a couple of chances that were ripped wide or ripped high, not wide. I mean, like really wide, but <laughs> yeah. uh, almost throw in wide. You know, but mm-hmm. but what happened? What happened with our goal? You know, Gomez took a shot outside the 18. Keeper made a save. Bassett followed up, scored. Surprise. Wasn't it, Surprise. Wasn't it the only shot on goal night? Uh, no, I think Morris got one. Mor- Morris had the header, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. But outside yeah. that, uh, yeah, I think, 
That might have been accurate. Yeah, it might be accurate. I haven't and looked can, at the stats, but yeah. Can I just ask this question too, since we're doing the game review? Why Yule? Yeah. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Why did I have to watch that guy? And the guy who can't dude, play well for dude. his club team continues to get you, called into the let's, national. Let's team. say, let's let's agree and say that Cardoso at that point was gassed, needed to yes. come out. Okay, fine. Bring in somebody like Clark and then yep. push across the back. Exactly. Problem solved. We've seen enough of Yule, and and it's been it's been it's been stated ad nauseum that he hasn't even had a good uh, good uh, season with San Jose. And he didn't have a good year with us. Why on earth was he included here? Yeah. I was a big defender of Yule uh, pre, pre-World pre Cup qualifier, even during the qualifier. Uh, World Cup, Sorry, uh, Olympic qualifier. Let me rephrase that. Yeah. Um, I was a big defender of him saying, you know, I like some of the stuff he's done, those, those, those pre-friendlies. Uh, I'd like to see more of him. And then it's just all the way down, you know. It's just like, so during Gold Cup, I'm just in like, no more. No more, yeah, please, for love of God. At some point, you've got a big stack of evidence, and that makes that person guilty. All right. He's guilty of not being good enough. And we need to move on. Move on. This this is this is the thing a lot of a lot of uh, people who are critical of us being critical of players has to realize there's nothing wrong with acknowledging that you're just not at that level. Guess what? I can say with you know, with all confidence in the world. I'm not at that level. <laughs> right? and, you know, I wasn't at that level when I was playing, you know, every day for my entire life was never at that level. So what? Yeah. yeah. My second question is why Bello? Why Bello? Well, Greg told us no. why. Yeah. Because he said, Jonathan Gomez is not physically mature enough. Was well, pre or post pre. And okay. then, and then, <laughs> You know, it was Gomez that ended up handling the physicality better than Bellow did. And Bellow is a one-trick pony, folks. It's out. Again, the evidence is stacked. Watch him at Atlanta. Watch him in this game. Watch him all his games. He's limited. He's hit a ceiling. He's not getting any better. Hasn't gotten any better for a while now. I don't know what we're doing here, but, you know, I mean, you could smash a fucking tomato into a small fucking pinhole for a day. And eventually you'll probably squeeze some juice through that hole, but this is over. He's the tomato and he's, he's flat on the floor. We could get nothing more through this pinhole. He's done. I I mean, listen, people are being nice. They're like, Oh, if he goes to Europe, maybe he'll take that next step. No, he won't. He's done. He hit a ceiling. He's that's my opinion. It's my opinion. I think he's finished. So it, and also that, that that description of why uh, Gomez didn't start over Bello, you know, for a player, for somebody, for trying to court a player and trying to get him on the United States team over Mexico, so, saying something like that's probably not the the best thing to say. No, it's stupid. Why, it, why not, even if it's honest, it's stupid. Yeah, yeah. Why not just say, you know, I like I liked what Bello's pr- provided during camp. Let's just roll with him. He's he's experienced. He's been in our World Cup qualifiers, and you can get away with that and say like. I wanted to have him in the first 45 minutes and then I was going to make the change or something like that. If you say, if you even wanted that, that experience, that left back, quote unquote experience, we're only talking about a, a couple of games. And even then it's only been bit moments or halves, you know? Um, but let's say you want that experience at that left back. then that's fine. Start the game like that. And then bring in Gomez in the second half. 
You know, he, this, he, this is a time for him to get an opportunity, time for you to evaluate him. He played Bellow for 83 painful <laughs> minutes in this game. What are we doing here? I don't mean Whoa, to sound Twelman, like Taylor Twelman, but what are we doing? <laughs> I mean, if this is a game to really like, no, we were told what this game was. This game was to keep the guys who are more than likely going to be in the January camp in fit. But then Greg make this big speech, you know, hey, this is an opportunity for everyone. No, it wasn't. Obviously, it was not an opportunity for everyone because otherwise we would have seen some Taylor Booth. Otherwise, well, we would have seen some Justin Che or some Caden Clark or even can, some Austin Trusty. Yeah, I can understand keeping it, keeping him fit, keeping the players fit that are probably going to be in January. But again, those those players are going to be in camp starting January 7th or January 8th or whenever the hell the camp starts. And they're going to have like three weeks before the actual qualifier to get fit. And I know there's a difference between match fitness and, uh, and practice fitness, but still, they're just coming off of an end of the season. They should all have enough endurance and uh, fitness that in this December camp and then all the January camp, they should be more than capable. So why didn't we just gamble and gauge? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, dude. I mean, it wouldn't have been much of a gamble. Look at our opponents. Did you notice the stupid announcement during the uh, Greg post-game interview where they're like, 53 players have now played? It's like, I don't give a fucking jack shit about how many (laughs) players have played. How many of good players have played? How many players who should be there have played? Yeah, 53, great. Sprinkle it on a fucking pizza and bake it. I understand the idea is that Berhalter's out there really testing our pool limit and stuff like that but the problem is he gives a lot of players consistent playing time that shouldn't be earning that it's and so you're, you're overlooking a number of players that could contend for that spot i tell you what though uh bruce arena if he were running those interviews if he were doing the interviews he would tell that dude who makes those announcements during the sh- during the interview and before Man, the interview he would say shut the fuck up I'll answer the questions. You shit. You sit your fucking ass down. <laughs> I don't need you to build a narrative for me. I'll I'll answer the question straight up. God damn, it's painful to watch. Um, I think we're done here. We're gonna move on to player ratings. Um, but man, it was. I would have even forgot to watch the game had you, you wanna... not. <laughs> so if you had just since we're moving on to the grades, do you want to rate the actual game itself here? Like out of our system, I would give it a C minus. Yeah, that's that's a, a C C minus area. It's fine with me too. Yeah, I mean, on a more interesting note, I watched this video on YouTube today about this guy who bought a lobster from his grocery store, a live one, and made it a pet. <laughs> I tell you what, <laughs> that lobster would last about maybe two days with me as a pet. I'd be eating that motherfucker. <laughs> Sleep. as long as he doesn't sleep in the same bed with you you know no i mean you got to keep it in the tank clip clip you know <laughs> i mean lobsters don't like if you ever put a lobster down in your kitchen floor and i have they don't move <laughs> because that's their, their body weight <laughs> well there's that too but their body weight is so heavy compared to their tiny little stringy legs they sense. can't move yeah. yeah they can move in the ocean where there's water and they can float and use their you know their relative uh difference um 
in wait and see wait, some motherfucker, you know? wait and water. But, you know, otherwise they're fucked on ground. They, I saw a commercial many years ago, a bunch of lobsters running around on floors. I'm like, no, no, lobsters can't run around on floors. They're not spiders, motherfucker. They're not roaches, although they are in the roach family. But they are. Uh, no, nah, that ain't happening. All right. Until uh, the next time on the straight red card, uh, make sure you like subscribe, share it with uncle whomever and uh, hit the Gary Busey bell. Until then, cha-cha.